Episode 237 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor's Kirk Seminoff sitting in for Bill this week. Well, we thought it was a good time to have Laura Lombard on the podcast. Laura has been the president and CEO of Kansas Global Trade Services for a few months now. So we'll ask her about what's happening at Kansas Global during a trying trade time. Laura also has an extensive international trade background that is perfect for analyzing what the heck is going on with our current supply chain crisis. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. The cover story this week looks at Wichita's best places to work. These are companies whose employees fill out extensive surveys on their own companies. Then an independent company tallies results and ranks those companies in size categories. We reveal the rankings in this week's paper. Coverage of best places to work begins on page 15. This week's list is the state's college MBA programs. The leader, ranked by number of students, has changed. See who it is and why enrollments have fluctuated in the Wichita area, beginning on page eight. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 43. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Laura Lombard is in her first year as president and CEO of the Kansas Global Trade Services. Laura, congratulations on the new role and thank you for joining me. Thank you. I love being here and it's good to see you again, Kurt. Good to see you too. Can you start us off with a refresher for those who aren't attuned to global trade, what what Kansas Global Trade Services does and and what your mission is? Absolutely. Um, So our mission at Kansas Global is to really help Kansas companies that are interested in expanding abroad. Um, primarily that's in, in having them expand their goods or services abroad. Uh, we also do help with other issues like compliance. Um, we, we're, we're gonna, I know we're going to talk about supply chain a little bit. We can advise to some degree on, on supply chain issues. Um, pretty much anything that's related to international trade, if we either do it ourselves or we've got the right partners to, um, to work with, with the companies that we, we contract. Mm-hmm. Um Talk, talk about your background and how you got to this role. And, and, and looking at your background, I know that it seems to be a really good fit for you. Yeah, it's, it's really when, when Karen Page, who was my predecessor, contacted me about the role, uh, it, it really is about the best fit that, that I could ask for. Um, I was super excited when she, when she gave me the call. Um, but yeah, my background is in international relations and economics. Uh, that's my academic background. And then I spent seven years in D.C. doing international uh, business consulting of, of various kinds, started off at the Cohen Group, which is a consultancy that was founded by Secretary of Defense William Cohen. There we did all manner of work, either with federal work or international um, with Fortune 500 or Fortune 100. And then I took off and did my own consulting, um, started an organization helping businesses um, interested in entering Middle Eastern markets. Uh, so I did that for five years, and then I returned home to, to Wichita. Um, it's been five years now um, since I returned home. 
And I've been doing consulting of various kinds, not necessarily just international, um, but I worked on clean energy. I did some work for a, um, an organization doing online training. Um, and then when Karen called, you know, it was, it was a great opportunity for me to circle back to my, my professional roots and my love of international business. How did you find that love? What, what is it about, you know, global trade and things like that, that just excites you and, and, and motivates you? You're constantly learning, I think is, is a big motivator for me, you know, because of the nature of the work we work with all types of companies. So I'm learning about new sectors, new industries. Um, their problems, their challenges, their opportunities all of the time. So that's one area. The other area, of course, is getting to learn about different cultures and how business is done in, in various parts of the world and just having that global network um, of, of connections. All of it is just, it gets me going and, and it, I never have a dull day. I mean, it's, it's just something new, something new to learn every single moment. Laura, with, with what's going on with the supply chain crisis right now, is are your clients affected and how is Kansas Global a, a, a part of, you know, trying to address these challenges? Our clients currently, many of them are not directly affected yet, primarily because they're at the beginning of their, their um, market entry work. So they're, they're figuring out at this point, okay, where in the world am I going? Um, who might I partner with? Um, what's our strategy to enter a given market once we've determined where? those types of issues that they're working with us on currently. Some of the folks that maybe are a little further down in the process um, may, you know, over the next year or so be affected uh, in terms of when their product may, you know, may be affected getting to the destination that we're, we're wanting to get them to. Um, but primarily a lot of our clients aren't. We have larger companies that we work with on compliance issues, uh, but aren't really dealing necessarily with the supply chain issues with them. But I would say our part of our mission is to also educate Kansas companies and on global trade issues in general. Of course, the supply chain issue is a huge one. Um, so I'm doing more presentations and more conversations like this, talking about okay, what caused this? You know, what's the time horizon um, for us to to maybe start to see some easing of the, of the issue? Those types of things. You know we. Uh... As consumers, we all see the supply chain crisis from the import side for, mm -hmm. for exports, for what you deal with a lot. Uh, is it as bad? Is it going to get as bad? Uh, tell us where that is. It's not, it's not as extreme going out of the United States um, as, it, as it can be coming in with supplies, partly because we have such a high consumer demand in the United States that, for instance, you know, we, a lot of our products still come from China. So a lot of the issues around China, both the tariffs and, and um, issues that came out of the pandemic that we can talk about, um, that direction is more strained than the opposite direction. That doesn't mean that there aren't problems globally because there are. Uh, and it is, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the issues are global issues um, that have to be addressed, but they, I think they are heightened here in the United States in various ways. Uh Let's talk about the supply chain crisis. It just it may not be directly tied to Kansas Global, but you have such a, a background that it can analyze this really well. Uh, it seems like COVID-19 is the, is the just biggest overall factor to blame, but it seems like there's been so many moving parts that have created this crisis. Is that accurate or yes. way of looking at it? Yes, absolutely. And I think you have to look at the pandemic in two ways. One, the pandemic has caused some issues, right? And we can talk about some of those here in a second. It has also exacerbated 
existing issues or really brought existing issues to light and maybe in a faster, more dramatic way than they, they would have under normal circumstances, but they were still issues to begin with. Um, some of those would include um, you know, our, our trade tensions with China, you know, from the tariffs of, of the last several years, um, we're already putting some strain um, and changing how, uh, you know, vendors that people were using to get around the tariffs and, and you know, things of that nature. Um, longer term issues, even prior to the tariffs, you know, it's been a long time coming with the truck driver shortage that um, for, you know, for years now, wages have gone down in that industry, conditions have gotten worse, so people aren't wanting to enter that particular um, industry, you know, for work, uh, worker shortage issues that, again, are kind of coming to roost now, but have had long-term um, implications, uh, component shortages that, again, the pandemic has um, exacerbated, you know, the, the most uh, known one, of course, is the semiconductor um, issue, right, you know, that affects computer chips. Well, computer chips also are used in cars and medical devices and so many other industries that are now affected by that. So the pandemic has definitely, again, heightened those issues, um, but there was some that were already there to begin with. Uh, what is your best view on how long this goes? From what I read, you know, this is not only going to last a few months, it could, and that, you know, it's a big could, last mm -hmm years yeah i think i think that it, some of these issues will take years to resolve um does that mean that we're going to see the level of strain that we see today um no i think that over time it's going to lessen um what i've been reading and, and kind of observing is that most think it's going to stay pretty strained for the next six six ish months you know say halfway through um 2022 and then some things will start to ease it um, a few of those things might be, for example, um, but worldwide, there's a, a huge amount of orders for additional container ships, and a lot of those will start coming online in the latter part of 2022. That will help. Um, I think people are recognizing um, in various industries that they have to change maybe how they're paying people and whatnot. That'll help. Um, another trend that we saw during the pandemic that should start to ease now is, is the pandemic hopefully um, starts to, to ease too is that instead of going out to restaurants or buying services, a lot of consumers in the United States switch to products. Mm -hmm. um, at this exact same time, of course, that a lot of manufacturing was shut down because of the pandemic. <laughs> so some of that is gonna start to trend the other way that you know, folks are gonna start going back to restaurants and spending their money there more. At the same time, um, production of goods and services has been ramped up. So or, or goods rather has been ramped up. So they'll start to be more of a balance in some of those things that will help ease the supply chain issues. But some things like, you know, how do you, um, how do you train enough people in certain areas that affect the supply chain that, that takes time? Um, you know, how some of the other trends that we've talked that I've talked about in terms of um, uh, having that balance of, of goods and, and the, the um, manufacturing ease up is, is another one that just takes time. So I, I think we're definitely talking about months um, and in some cases years. Mm -hmm. I, I wanna ask a question from a consumer point of view because we're all consumers, of course. Um, mm -hmm. And this involves the Seminoff family dog, but uh -huh. <laughs> so, so bear with me, this story does go sure. somewhere. He's, he's an 85 pound dog who has an enlarged prostate. So it's more than you ever wanted to know about our dog, but he leaks here and there. So he, he wears diapers or, you know, the more classy term male dog wraps, but 
those are hard to find and you have yeah. to order them, you know, a gross at a time from China, from a company who gets them from China. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 12 dozen of these wraps usually cost about 81 bucks and I can get them from Amazon in a couple of days, mm-hmm. but lately they haven't been there. And I'm mm-hmm. assuming they're in a shipping container, either in a ship off the LA coast or, or somewhere in a, a port. Um, right. But, you know, suddenly we're able to get them again, not in two days, but now instead of $81, they're $104. Right. So it's, you know, 30, 30% markup. Are consumers, and very broad question, I understand, but are consumers likely to see those kinds of markups uh, for some time or does it depend on the product or, and, and will prices come back down, I guess, once everything kind of self-corrects? Yeah, um, I think that we can expect to see inflated prices for a while. And, and this is largely coming from the supply chain issues. Uh, so I think that unfortunately for the foreseeable future, that's likely, you know, what's, what the hope is, is that um, employers start, you know, raising wages um, that will kind of help mitigate some of the, the pain. Um, and in some cases they are. And, and I think as that trend continues, that'll, that'll help. Um, the other thing that's maybe starting to happen this last few months that will help in terms of, of getting the products um, and, you know, to actually be able to get to your door. Uh, some of the ports, uh, LA, Long Beach have started um, running longer hours. So historically, US ports have only done about eight hour days. And in the last couple of months, there's been a big push um, to have them run extended hours, you know, 24 seven type, um, type scenarios. It's not actually 24 seven, but um, but closer to that than has historically been true in the United States. Um, and that could that could potentially alleviate some of the pains, you know, at least not maybe not from the pricing point, but from the, the actually being able to access it point. Okay. I, I know Kansas Global is involved in a program with the city. Did, can you talk about the, the Wichita Export Accelerator Program? Yes. Um, so this is a, a relatively new program that was started. Um, we're in our second year of the program now. It's one of the most innovative export accelerator programs in the country. It is a uh, partnership between the city of Wichita and Kansas Global. And what we do is we have um, five companies a year, um, one of which can be aviation. The other five have to be something outside of the aviation sector. As part of the goal of the program is to diversify um, Wichita exports. But we spend a year approximately um, with each of these five companies helping them figure out you know, where they're gonna go, maybe for the first time exporting. If not for the first time, maybe they've gone to a couple of countries before um, and are looking. But the goal is really to expand Wichita exports um, in, a, in a pretty significant way over the coming year. So we do this every year. So it, it's exponential over time as, as the companies start to, um, start to see revenue generated. Um, that continues right over time. So as we add more and more Wichita companies into this program, it should be a huge boom um, you know, over the five to 10 year time horizon for, uh, for Wichita companies and, and for Wichita to really see a huge uptick in the amount of exports. I'll also note this, that um, for Wichita, 20% of our GDP comes from exports already. So it's a huge, um, it's a huge part of our economy and it's, in a, it's an area that the city has identified that we really want to expand, um, again, in a pretty strategic, um, exponential way over the over the coming years. Does the accelerator program have a, a, a set of deadlines, and are any of those approaching? Um, so, in terms of deadlines, it's we we have the companies come in. There's there's a process, is maybe a better way 
um, to put it. So we start off by, you know, with data um, and, and really understanding the company, where in the world should they go? Um, and then from there, we, we, have, we have a global partnership um, network that we utilize to help once we figure out, okay, we're going to X country, um, what's the strategy? What's the analysis in that country? What, what kind of information do we need to know for that company? Um, so we work with our partners overseas to make sure that, that we you know, gain the correct information. Then we work with them to actually find either a distributor or an in-country partner to really help them get off the, um, off the ground within that country. And it takes about a year um, for that whole process to go through. And over that second year, that's when we'll start to see the companies. Um, so this, for instance, the companies in our first cohort are starting now to sell into the countries. And so, uh, you know, there's a, there's a process and a time horizon of about two years before we'll really know how much in the first year they've, they've earned from, from exports. Um, but that's the, that's the general process. Okay. Well, Laura, congratulations again on the new role. It seems like just a, a perfect opportunity for you and a perfect fit. Uh, and we'll, we look forward to checking in with you and to see how things are going at Kansas Global. Sounds good, Kirk. Thanks for having me today. All right, you bet. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 237. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit, visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.